Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to a fairly funny retelling of Fairy Tale with Ariel. I'm Ariel. Yeah, actually. And with me today is Nick, the superior roommate. You're her only roommate. There's oh, there's Wicket. Wicket. He's a dog. He does not count. Yes, he does. He doesn't pay rent. Fair. Fair. He has a point. Fair. I'm on the lease. <laughs> And he's just on the leash. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, with a different roommate, I would love to be on the leash, but not with this one. Uh... Anyways, I'm Ian. I'm back. I'm Yay! vaccinated now, so it's safe. Much excitement and happiness abounds. going to cover uh, the voyages of Sinbad the Sailor. Not all of them. Just the first two. Because there's a lot of them. There's only seven. I mean, that's more than what the we can get one... through in a relatively brief episode. Yes. The first one's kind of boring. I'm sorry, Nick, I, but I swear there's some measure of... This is really great, like, advertising for like... the podcast. The first one's boring, but I mean, like, if you stick with it, like, just, like, give it a few episodes and then, no, like, no, see no, how no, it no, goes. No. So just the first voyage is kind of boring compared to the rest, but you got to understand here that Nick still is suffering from a little bit of PTSD after our Arthur episodes. I just want the flesh cup and for everything else to be over. Fair point. Uh, Sinbad, Thousand Nights and a Night. I don't remember if he's one of the later editions. I do know, or at least I think I know, he is the single most recurring ahistoric character in the entire set. Which I'm assuming means by ahistoric, for those of us who are not as intelligent, that means he's not a real person. Sinbad is entirely fictional. However, the Caliph Harun al-Rashid and his advisor, Shahafar, I am probably butchering both of those, and I apologize. I had a weird audiobook growing up. Uh, actually existed, and also show up all the time as either protagonists or people sending people on quests or intrigues. Neat! Speaking of which, in this particular bit of Sinbad the Sailor, it starts off with, instead of Once Upon a Time, in the times of Caliph Harun al-Rashid. Yep! <laughs> Ta-da! Like I said, he's just always Everywhere. there. Yep. So in the times of this particular Caliph, Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. In the correctly. time of the Caliphate. Yes. The Islamic Golden Age. When this one dude was in the middle of leading, um, there was this one poor porter named Hinbad, who basically was carrying his load, portering things from one end of the city to the other. And it was really heavy, and he was really tired, so he sat down in this one corner and just kind of, uh, for a bit. Of course, this is the Baghdad of legend, so it's a city of wonders and weirdness and like six layers of nested narrative. Yes. Especially because, you know, the corner he's sitting on just happens to be sprinkled with rose water, and he smells all of this marvelous incense, and hears these marvelous birds, and he's like, this is actually kind of awesome. Where the hell am I? Hey, finely dressed servant, where the hell am I? Who lives Who the hell lives here? Just who the hell do you think I am? And the servants go, he the hell is Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sinbad who... Done struck it rich after being a moron. Seven different times. Oh, yes. Um, I like him already. He sounds like good, like, prime himbo material. Did you see the DreamWorks animated Sinbad? No, I didn't. We should fix that sometime. Oh, such a himbo. <laughs> You've seen Road to El Dorado, right? 
No. You've never seen Road to El Dorado? No. Ro- Seriously? I've seen, like, the memes. Okay. So imagine that sometime. body type, but uh-huh. more muscular and uh-huh. so much dumber. Uh-huh. I mean, and like... a sailor. I mean, like... Who tries to force his way out of every problem. Can, can we make him not a historical? I mean, like, that sounds really great. <laughs> oh, dear. Cute, wealthy, muscular, dumb, dumb as a sun. rock. <laughs> Speaking of rocks, we'll get there. Mm, rocks. Anyways, so yes. the servant says, this is so, the hell is the house of Sinbad. So this, so he the hell is Sinbad. And he goes, oh, okay, I've heard the story of Sinbad the sailor. Or I've heard, you know, some of the stories and legends. I've heard of them, at least. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But he starts kind of going, you know, why did, basically, he goes on his, why does he get a water buffalo? Why don't I have a water buffalo? Okay. He's rich. Why? He's the rich. The answer, of course, being something He's that he rich. Why am I not? Islamic he gets to be rich and powerful and have all these magical things. And it, as far as I know, he's never actually worked for them. And then there's me working hard every day. And nah, 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 and he's going on about his thing. Right. That's not how you get rich in the Arabian Nights. You get rich either by doing a favor for a king or doing something incredibly dangerous and stupid and getting lucky. Sinbad is both. Fair point. Um, Sinbad is passing a window when he hears this. Mm-hmm. Or when he hears this complaining and kind of sends out a, saint, or sends out a servant. And the servant goes... In the middle of all, all of his complaining, Hinbad is suddenly told, by the way, Sinbad wants to see you. And he goes, oh, shit. Uh, oh, no. I have shit-talked oh, no. the wealthy man. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. Just see the little cat. <laughs> the yowie cats are squealing. There's a callback. Moving on. Moving along. So he's brought in. And Sinbad's all, you know, I can understand where you're coming from, but sit down. Let's sit down here. Join the feast with me and my friends, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you. I was going to tell them about my wild adventures anyway, so you know you can listen in. Let me tell you how this goes. Of course, all of the other guests have probably gone. We've heard them a thousand times. <laughs> a thousand and one times. A thousand and one nights. I love you. Ew. That was terrible. You set it up perfectly. <sighs> she's not wrong. I know she's not wrong. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so Sinbad sits down and goes, all right, so I'm going to tell you the tale how I, or how this happened. Mm-hmm. And you all know that there's seven different voyages, so we're good? We're good. All right, so it starts off in this little fat village of Marseille. I was in love with this girl named Mercedes. I'm just seeing Mercedes from Glee. Um, and <laughs> Do keep in mind that this was a time when uh, the Caliphate was part of the Silk Road. I think it was the second version of the Silk Road, whatever. So there was a trading network that went basically from almost the shores of Japan <laughs> to England. So it was in this little village of Marseille in France. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. we got that from okay. Marseille. Yes. In love with this girl named Mercedes. And there was her friend, Fernand, who like was kind of really jealous of this. And I ended up getting thrown in the Chateau Deep for 15 years. And wait, that's the wrong Sinbad. You know what? Just get on with the story. Just get on with the story. The Silk Road trade route is still accurate. Yes, I understand this. It's just that in the Count of Monte Cristo, he goes by Sinbad the Sailor on multiple occasions, and I had to make the joke. I will smite the both of you. Yes, I did. What do you think I was laughing about earlier? You will what? I said I will smite the both of you. What did you think I said? What did I do? You're collateral. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I've missed having you on the show, Ian. 
So what actually so happened? So what actually happens in the first voyage of Sinbad? Is Sinbad says, "So I actually inherited a lot of wealth from my parents." Huh? Generational wealth. Who would have guessed? Go on. Um, and I was young and foolish, and I squandered it recklessly and spent an awful lot of it. And um, yeah, I realized I'm gonna remember. You know what? I actually don't want to be poor and miserable, so I'm going to take what pittance I have left and make my fortune. It's gonna be great. So he sells his household goods, becomes a merchant, and uses this to start his little uh, merchant empire. He hops on a ship. Or he sells his stuff, buys some goods, starts trading, hops on a ship. They're going off somewhere. And um, along the way, they find this little sort of like basically this little valley almost. Not a valley. This, While sailing? Yes. This little sort of plain, like fairly. A sandbar? Yeah. Higher than a sandbar. Cool. Tiny island. Yeah, they find basically this tiny island. It's totally flat and everything else, and it's just kind of green and mossy and wonderful and, you know, kind of grassy looking. And like, hey, this is awesome. Let's get off the ship for a little bit, stretch our legs, maybe light a fire, sing some camp songs. It'll be great. There's almost certainly a jinn here. Suddenly, the ground starts shaking. Yes. And they go, oh shit, it's not an island, it's a whale. There's probably still a jinn here because they're like literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh crap, it's not an island, it's a whale. And everyone runs away, hops back in the boat, starts going or getting back as fast as they can, dive into the water, yada yada yada. Sinbad does not move fast enough, but manages to grab a piece of driftwood that happens to be going by, and is left behind, or he's left behind and lost, in, or in the confusion. So he's left floating okay. for a day or two in the ocean, no friends. Everyone else, everyone else made it back to the ship, and he washes up on this island. And on this island... Is this one actually an island? This one is actually an island. Um, let's see. The cliffs were high and steep, but luckily for me, some tree roots protruded in places, so he climbs up the cliffs, stretches himself out on top, and goes, Ugh! And he sees some, or he sees some uh, groomsmen there with uh, the horses and everything of the local king, as it happens. And he goes, Hey! So here's my story. Help? Please? This has some heavy grief. And they go, yeah, sure. Island kingdoms, where the king just gives you stuff for telling him a story that's like the Iliad, Odyssey, and Aeneid all have exactly that happening. Popular tropes in himbo travels. Listen, Odysseus is not a himbo. <laughs> yeah, he's just... He's the only smart one in that army. You can be smart and still be a dumbass. <laughs> I mean... I love you. I love you too. We won't have an episode on himbos <laughs> yet, but we need to have an episode on himbos. Anyways. Anyway, so um, the girls are like, yeah, no, sure, we'll bring you back to our king, and you can t or we'll bring you back to like the capital, and everything will be great. Don't worry about it. So they go, they present him to the king, tells the king's story. The king's like, oh, hey, cool. Sorry you got lost and everything. You can hang out here for a while, I don't mind. Cool. Why, the king has um, the time and energy to meet Every random immigrant that shows up, I have no idea, but apparently this is standard procedure. I mean, we've established that, like, Sinbad is my type, so we're just going to assume that the king and I share taste. Also remember, kingdom is a relative term when it comes to size. Mm-hmm. Um, so while he's hanging around, he, you know, goes and kind of explores, like, the local area, and there's apparently this... And he hears... A story that there's a spirit in this local cave 
and you can hear timbals being played. However, he never saw anything strange, so, you know, you know, take that for what it's worth. Well, that was a pointless cul-de-sac. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and what I he... remember all of those pointless stories yep. in the Holy Grail yep. where nothing happened. At least that one was short. Yep. I heard this cave was haunted. I didn't see anything. Moving on. Uh, but, but we did see these fish that were 200 cubits long. Cool. Good for the fish. Yes. Cubits being about the length from your elbow to wrist, as I recall. Or is, yeah. it or is it elbow to fingertip? Listen, archaic units of measurement was not a thing I studied. Well, you know what? It came up a couple of different times when people were talking about building gallows 50 cubits high. A cubit is more than you want to take on your first time, but you can definitely work up to it. That's how big it is. Are you just not getting late enough? <laughs> That's not a subject for this podcast. <laughs> the flexibility of the human body is amazing. Moving on! Yeah, it is. <laughs> So he goes around and he explores the town for a little bit and eventually um, he sees this ship, this rather familiar ship come into port. And he goes, hey, I know those himbos. And he shows up and goes, you know, I think they think I'm still dead. He goes up to the, goes up to the captain and goes, hey, so tell me, or I'm, I'm curious, you know, some of this stuff looks familiar. Who did, who did this belong to? Because they're offloading all of their goods and everything that happens that at the moment they're offloading the stuff that belonged to him. And he goes, oh, yeah, I belong to this companion of ours named Sinbad. And he goes, hey, guess what? That's me. me. That's me. And he goes, that's like such a scam. Hi, who do these belong to? Oh, yeah, that's me. I mean, like, theoretically, it, the people on this boat should know him. It's a little less Des means, like, hey, you know. Ernie goes, okay, dude, look look closer. Remember how you thought it was dead? Oh. Put it back on the ship. Put it back on the ship. Put it back on the ship. Okay. Somehow um, you summoned Google. <laughs> yes, I did. Good thing I have my phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, um, yeah. He's like, yeah, no, thanks for watching over my stuff for me and everything. I will gladly give you some of it. And um, the captain's like, no, 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 it wasn't any problem. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. So then he goes and he gives, or he takes some really good parts of it, gives it to the king as a thank you for welcoming him into the kingdom and letting him hang out for a bit. And the king goes, Awesome. Here, have some of my, or have some of your own presents from me. Awesome. This was also a common cultural practice. If a gift was given, you had to reciprocate in kind. Well, but it was very specifically a thing okay. you had to do. All right. Um, Sinbad loads up his stuff or uses the gifts to buy an awful lot of spices and uh, smelly woods like... Oh, gosh. Smelly woods. Smelly woods. Um, cedar... Um, sandal and aloes woods and camphor, and he explains a little bit about campers, and we don't care because of a little cold sec. Um, oral traditions. Uh, nutmeg, clover, pepper, ginger. Girl loves her nutmeg. I ran out of nutmeg during the pie making fest, and <laughs> nutmeg. <sighs> anyway, um, so eventually he gets home, and or eventually, you know, he makes it home and has about 100,000, the unit of money here is called sequins. Okay. So he has 100,000 sequins. All right. So he has like half a crop top. You're not wrong. <laughs> so first voyage of Sinbad. So I decided to become a trader after I wasted my inheritance. And then I got thrown overboard. But it was cool because I ran into my ship later and just sold all my stuff anyways. Yep. And I was all to live happily and not do anything. And I had a great house and slaves and everything. I was going to be fine. Good night, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow for the second voyage. Hinbad. 
here's a thousand sequins. Thousand? Sorry. Here, have a hundred sequins. Come back tomorrow. I am almost entirely sure that is not what the month is called. I'm, I believe it's what you've read. I can highlight. Um, here, have a hundred pieces of silver. I don't know. Um, <laughs> have a hundred money. <laughs> have, have, have one hundred monies. Yeah, we'll we'll go into Kingdom Hearts currency here. Have one hundred money. <laughs> one hundred gil. We'll go with that. Have a hundred gil. Come back tomorrow. I'll tell you more. Okay, so Sinbad comes back the next day dressed in his finest. Sits down. Here's the next story. In which Sinbad begins to screw up. Yes. So, as I mentioned, so Sinbad's like, okay, so as I said, I had decided I was going to stay put and everything was going to be fine. It would be fine. Everything's fine. I'm not going to go, I will go sailing no more. Mm -hmm. I got bored. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty much. I got bored. So, um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I grew tired of such an idle life and longed once more to find myself upon the sea. So he picked up some more goods that were good for the selling, picked up another ship. They went island hopping for, or they went to island and, um, kingdom hopping for a bit, trading along the way. And, uh, they stopped at this one island, um, covered in fruit and springs of excellent water, but didn't have any, like, people on it. And while everyone's wandering around gathering flowers and fruit and just kind of enjoying a little bit of shore leaf, I decided to take a nap under a tree. And when I woke up, however long that was, every bitch had left, bitches had left me. I was left behind. Also, apparently he was drunk at the time, reading over your shoulder. And probably. Having heartily enjoyed the provisions and the wine I had brought with me, I fell asleep, lulled by the murmur of the clear brook which flowed close by. This is important, because of course this comes from the Arabian Nights, which are Muslim, and there are some very particular rules about not drinking wine. Ah. So he's rich in breaking your rules because he's rich and bored. Okay. That explains something that happens later, then. Oh? Yes. Which voyage? This one. Cool. Um, and he repeatedly does it throughout the next several voyages. Well, yeah. He's not exactly supposed to be a hero you look up to. No. He's an idiot who fails in He's success. He's a himba. He sounds like a great hero to look up to if you're on your knees. I mean, you're not wrong. Once <laughs> again! <laughs> My contribution. <laughs> <sighs> what are we going to do with you? Don't answer that. <laughs> look up to him from like over your shoulder. Do not answer that. Um. Anyway, <sighs> let's see. So he presently took the court. So he wished bitterly that he had been. Oh wait, sorry. No, 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 no. Right. Yes, I wished bitterly enough that I had been content to stay at home in safety. Yeah, that happens a but lot. But since wishes could do me no good, I presently took courage and looked about me at, for some means of escape. When I climbed it, or I climbed a tree, looked around, couldn't find anything helpful, turned land, or decided to, you know, look at, you know, what was on land. And he sees this huge white thing. White thing. And That's descriptive. And he goes, who? Investigate. I'm investigate. So he goes off to investigate. And it's like 50 paces all the way around and huge and white and sort of spherical and everything else. And suddenly the, the sky goes dark. Quite suddenly. That's a good sign. Uh -huh. That's always a good and sign. And he goes, oh! And he realizes, oh, that it's a bird. 
it's spherical and it's a bird. No, no, no. no the no, sky no. went dark. Oh. That was the bird. Oh. You know, people underestimate how big rocks are. R O C. Yeah, also oh. spelled R U C, our communication pronounces rock. That's how big. The sky went dark. Oh, that's all a single bird. And this thing that is 50 feet, 50 paces is this around an egg? is its egg. Ah. Okay, okay. Well, I'm kind of like. That's I am, why there are no people here. Well, I'm an awesome terror. You know, like, awesome! I'm. I'm scared, but I'm also just kind of like in awe, and life is great. It's really not. These things could swallow Phoenix's whole. That's how big they are. Mm. My oh shit meter is going off. Yes. Yes, my oh shit meter is going off at the same time. Cool. Himbo. Um, fairy tales are full of himbos. The Arabian Nights is full of himbos. Yeah. Um... The rock lands, surrounds its egg, or like puts its wings around the egg and everything. It's going to hang out there. And the, like the leg of one of this rock, or one of this rock's legs is about as big around as a tree trunk. So what Sinbad does is he takes his turban, he unwinds it, and uses it to tie himself to the rock's leg. That's a long turban. Well, trucks are a single piece of cloth that winds repeatedly around. Turbans are incredibly long when you unwind them. Oh, well. I'm uncultured. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Um, Rock eventually, Mala Rock eventually just kind of, or wakes up and goes, all right, you know, time to go find some food. Takes off to the point, or takes off, flies up into the air to where Sinbad can no longer see the earth. And then the rock dives so fast that he blacks out. Cool. I mean, that would happen, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. <laughs> dives so fast that he pretty much blacks out and he wakes up. And he goes, Ernie wakes up and manages to unbind himself and get away very, very quickly, which is really good because the rock has decided to fight with the giant snake. <laughs> the rock um, pecks the snake twice. The snake is dead. And he goes, ah, I'm going to get out of here so I don't get eaten. And then it flies all the way to Mexico and perches atop a cactus. Is that a rock? I thought that was an eagle. Yes, but I'm making a joke. Okay. I'm interweaving myths. Supernatural does it all the time. That is not an you excuse. You know. <laughs> no, given what they do to Kitsune's, no. Fair enough. Given what they do to everything. everything. Also true. Ugh, they get everything wrong. Pretty much, yeah. I, I mean, Jensen Ackles is very attractive. Yes, they but... do. Okay, so they got the casting right, but they got everything else wrong. Just... <laughs> so anyways, where's Sinbad? So Sinbad is left... So Sinbad runs away ends up in this valley. Which is, you know, surrounded, or in this valley, which is um, deep and narrow, surrounded by mountains, which tower to the clouds, and so steep and rocky that there's really no way to get out of this place. And going, ah, crap, I don't think I did much better for myself by using the rock to get out of the desolate area and away from the egg. I have chosen poorly. poorly. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. And he, you know, wanders around looking for some way to escape the track, and he realizes that the ground is strewn with diamonds. Yay! Sinbad always strikes it rich. Some of them of an astonishing size. I will not make the joke. I will not make the joke. I will not. Oh my this gosh, it's so difficult to make the joke. The this site. That's not the joke I was going to make, but that's a good one. I'm just saying, this site. This site gave me great pleasure. <laughs> but my delight was speedily dampened. Oh. 
when I observed also a number of horrible snakes, so long and so large that the smallest of them could have swallowed an elephant with ease. You know, I think if you work up to it, like... Fortunately for me, they seemed to be hidden in caverns of the rock by day and only came out at night, possibly because their enemy was the rock. Mm. I just envisioned Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> As a giant angry bird. In a really bad, like, bird costume. No. With the CGI they used when he appeared on uh, the mummy. Uh, no! No! I forbid it. I no. forbid it. It's just a bird no. with Dwayne the Rock Johnson's face. <laughs> yes. It's like a giant pigeon with his no, face. No, no, okay, no. It's the, it's the bird from Up. With Dwayne the Rock Johnson's oh, face. It's been a long time. It's this big Imagine blue a brightly dodo. colored ostrich. Basically. <laughs> That's basically the noise it makes. <laughs> anyway, so we've got diamonds and snakes. We have diamonds we and got, snakes. Oh my. We got giant rocks and big snakes. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I already said I'm not making the joke. <sighs> so he was wandering up and down the valley. And How is he going to get his rocks off? Anyway. So he's. We don't want. I don't want to attract the attention of a giant bird in that particular way. Moving on. <laughs> I prefer a much more reasonably sized pecker, personally. All day long, I wandered up and down the valley, and when it grew dusk, I crept into a little cave, having blocked up the entrance to it with a stone, and I ate a little of the food little of the store of my food and lay down to sleep, but all the night the serpents are crawling to and fro and hissing, and you now I'm busy being scared of the freaking giant snakes. As you do. When morning appears, he goes, okay, or he goes, all right, snakes are gone. And what use to me are these diamonds when I can't, or when I need food and to escape? So he's, you know, pondering as moist on lip big. Mm-hmm. What use is a lump of gold on a desert island? Indeed. Um, versus the the uh, valuable potato. I know. I, sorry, I, I sorry, am very familiar with the Discord. Sorry. And I'm just, you know, kind of annoyed and finally just kind of sit down and go, Bleh. and then giant pieces of feet start falling from the sky. What? This is Sinbad, man. Just run with it. I just, when did we enter Cloudy with a chance of meatballs? Giant pieces of meat start falling from the sky. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Uh -huh. We entered it as soon as Sinbad was about to be hungry. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and pieces are rolling off the cliffs in different places, and he goes, you know, come to think of it, I've heard this story before. There's a valley of diamonds, and where people did this, but I thought people were just making shit up. Huh? And he, um, let's see. The story goes that the merchants would come to the valley at the time when the eagles, who kept their eyries in the rocks, had hatched their young. The merchants would throw the meat into the valley, and because these are giant hunks of meat, they would land on the ground hard enough to pick up a couple of diamonds, which the eagles would then come pick up the meat with the diamonds attached, take them back to their young, and then the merchants would come scare off the parent or the parent eagles and proceed to take the diamonds out of meat. That sounds like a lot of work. Yes, but... I would have just used the meat to distract the snakes. The thing is, you can't climb out of the valley. That's what we've determined. That's why you, you can't can, escape. But you can get to the top and drop meat in. Abseiling. Yeah. Lower a rope. So he's saying abseil. Yeah, but Arabian Nights, man. Create a pulley Every, system. Everything has to be done in the weirdest, most mythic way possible. <sighs> Case in bed, you're a little extra. 
Yeah, so what he actually ends up doing is he picks up some of the largest diamonds he can find and starts, like, stuffing them in his pants and his wallet and everything else that he happens to have along with him. And then he takes his tur- his trusty turban and ties himself to a giant hunk of meat. Okay. And the eagle comes... All right. Going, all right, now we just need to wait for an eagle. Eagle comes, picks up the meat with him attached, carries it off, drops it off, or carries him off and leaves him in a nest. Merchant comes... Scares up the eagle. Hey, there's a dude attached. Dude, why did you... You have ruined my catch. You have... Why, why would you do this? Because I was stuck on the island and didn't want to die. And then I was also, stuck in the valley and didn't want to die. Also... Fuck you. <laughs> also, I have diamonds and will gladly give you a couple of them in order to deal with your loss. Since apparently I took up the space that the meat would have picked up. Yep. <laughs> So, here, have a couple. And they went, oh, what a marvelous story. Sure, we'll take a couple of diamonds, and then we'll leave the biggest ones for you. This one here, like this one right here, strike it, strike it bridge straight off. I never have to work again. Life's grand. So, it's mm-hmm. a solid nine inches, about so no an inch worries. and a half to two inches, in, um, you know, across. And they... Uh, and smooth cut. He asked for assistance in getting back, or in, you know, getting back home and everything else. So, they're like, yeah, sure, okay. So he takes him. So he journeys with the merchants back to the. Or he journeys with the merchants back to their ship. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> double checking. Sorry, Ian was looking over my shoulder and went, "Oh crap! What am I missing?" Nothing. Okay. Um, yes, we hop on, or we hop back on the ship, and we trade our stuff, or we trade our stuff for stuff. I give away a couple of my diamonds and with lots of goods and everything else. There's a small uh, cul-de-sac on what is um, the nature of camper oil and camper trees. Yay. We're going to skip right past it. Thank you. Um, they also see a rhinoceros. Okay. Small cul-de-sac. We're going to skip right past it. All right. <laughs> there's a lot of those. Traveler's tales, man. Yes. And... There's a rhinoceros. There's some fantastic stories about the rhinoceros and a lot of other fantastic stories. And you should go to this island to see for yourself and I'll not bore you with them. It's fine. <sighs> so. I met God. Have... That was really interesting. Before I'll we... let you just deal with that on your own though later. Anyways. Before we. Um, let's see. Before we left, I exchanged one of my diamonds for much goodly merchandise by which I profited greatly on our homeward way. At last we reached Balsora, whence I hate. From whence I hastened to Baghdad, where my first action was to bestow large sums of money upon the poor, after which it settled down to enjoy the tranquility, the riches I had gained with so much. I love how you said, give large lumps of money to the poor and point it to your boyfriend. No. Like. No, 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 no. No, no. Okay, the thing. Okay, there's a reason for that. I mean, like, I would have skipped over and pointed to your roommate, but, like... No, no, there's a reason for that. Is this the thing that makes more sense now? Yes. Yes. Care to explain? Yeah, I believe it's one of the pillars of Islam. It is. Charity. Charity and giving money and... Taking care of the poor. And also, in the Arabian Nights specifically, every time you strike it rich, unless you do it the boring way, which is, like, years and years of profitable trading... Mm -hmm. When you strike it rich, you give some to the poor, and you usually give some to whoever's fault it is that you're rich. Otherwise, many more bad things happen. Yes. Also, the whole thing with getting drunk earlier, this can also be seen as a form of repentance. Right, right. 
So that's why I pointed to Ian because academic backing me up. Yes, but the timing. <laughs> I gave money to the poor. Point, 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 point. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Anyways, he gives money to the poor. He's wealthy twice over now. He's wealthy, he's wealthy twice over and now I'm, no, I'm going to sit back and enjoy my riches and tranquility and peace and quiet and I'm not, I will go sailing no more. Except I did. And I'll tell you about that next time. Narrator, this was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so Sinbad again gives a hundred sequins to poor Hinbad, invites him to come along the following day to hear about the third voyage. Other guests also depart to their homes and everyone comes back the next day, including the porter whose former life and hard work and poverty had already begun to seem to him like a bad dream. And after the, again, after the feast was over, Sinbad claimed the attention of his guests and began to account his third voyage, which will cover another evening. Works for me. Bless. Not as bad as the nights. Oh, absolutely not. So much more interesting. So much more interesting. And they keep we getting have... weirder. Oh, okay. I'm looking Every forward to Every adventure that. gets progressively weirder. I'm like suddenly very excited to, for once, be very uncultured on the stories that we're talking about. Because, like, on the more obscure ones, like, I'm not familiar with those. But a lot of the other ones is like, oh, yeah, I'm at least passingly familiar with this. With Sinbad, it's like, I know that Sinbad's a thing. I know that they made an animated movie based on the tales, kind and of they ish. Made, they made um, <laughs> I also hear that the villainess in um, in the movie is, like, 10 out of 10. Um, not the type that you get and understand. I get um, it most of the time. It's just that one vampire that I don't get. Oh, she has the uncanny valley. Her hair looks weird. Oh, Lady Dimitrescu. Bite me. Step on him. Bite me. Um, Giant woman! Giant woman! All I want to be is someone who gets to see a, a giant, giant woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Join us next time on a very funny, funny retelling, retelling where we'll cover the third and possibly the fourth voyages of Sinbad. We're going to try and get through these at a decent pace so Nick does not sit back and wonder, oh no, oh no. Oh. I mean, basically. Um, but I mean, like, these all sound really interesting. Yes. Sinbad's entertaining because he's such a colossal screw up. He's hot and he's dumb and he's rich. And there's few things that I want more than that in a partner. He's hot, he's dumb, and he's rich. But he's not as dumb as Aladdin. We need to watch Twisted sometime. It's so good. I believe you. I don't know what um, that is, but I'll believe you. It's a musical based on Aladdin. Okay. From the perspective of Jafar. Fair enough. And yes, Aladdin is... He ain't even a himbo. Aladdin's just a moron. Yes. Mm-hmm. You should see what he uses his wishes on in the original. And no, it's not Chinese. Huh? There's this rumor that people who are trying to be one level more clever are, well, did you know Aladdin is originally Chinese? Not really. I mean, maybe, kind of, but it's full of anachronisms. The version we have is, like, it's an Arabian tale. So, like, it's from everywhere along the Silk Road. And it's not a paper lamp, you fools. It's always been a bronze lamp. I'm so excited to do that story with you present because the negging is going to be real. He keeps asking for food and the genie gives him gigantic feasts on gold platters that he sells for a single piece of silver. Why? Because he's a moron! 
Anyways, so what are your pluggables, Ariel? <laughs> okay, well, if you'd like to support the show, um, you can uh, do a one-time donation at or via PayPal at chaosallycreations at gmail.com or uh, via ko-fi.com slash chaos underscore lily. That's L-I-L-L-Y in both cases. Um, you can also become one of our uh, patrons on patreon.com slash chaoslilycreations. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok with uh, Chaos Lily Creations. You can also occasionally catch me reading fairy tales live there as um, sort of a bedtime story every evening. Lately, I've been doing a lot of Norse mythology. Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology, specifically. Specifically, yes. Uh, gentlemen, anything you care to plug? Step Zero Creations. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under variations of that name. Cosplay stuff. I'm also beginning a video series on the uses of various fictional swear words. You know, so you can insult people without technically being offensive. Toaster. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. That's Man. one of my favorites so far. Ew, no. <laughs> um, you can find me uh, at Menchikun on TikTok. That's M-E-N-C-H-I-K-U-N. Um, and Menchikun draws on uh, Facebook and Tumblr. Uh, and Twitter, too? I don't really tweet. I have one. It's whatever. It's whatever. At him. Please, at him. <laughs> um. Anyways, thanks for joining us. I hope you have a great day. And we want all of you to get plugged in the way that you want to be plugged. Also, if you would kindly... <laughs> skipping right past that, please leave a rate and review and tell Nick to knock it off. What are you talking about? This is probably driving half of your downloads on these episodes. I hate that. I will not make the joke. I will not make the joke. I will not make the joke. Thanks for joining us. This is Ariel, Nick, and Ian swimming off. Bye! Starting your own podcast can be intimidating, especially when it comes to figuring out how to best spread the word. When starting Fairy Tale, hands down, the most recommended site was Buzzsprout, and more than six months later, I certainly couldn't agree more. Working with Buzzsprout has allowed us to get published and track our audience on every major platform, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Plus, you get a great look at all the analytics you could possibly want. Personally, I love looking at the world map to see where my listeners are. You also get audio players that you can embed into other websites and an easily personalized website. They also now offer easy ways to find sponsors and affiliate marketplace and display other methods that listeners can support your podcast ad, like Patreon. Use the link in the show notes below to sign up for Buzzsprout today, and you'll also get a $20 Amazon gift card. We can't be together in person right now, but we can be together in the podsphere. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout today. Testing, testing, one, two, three. I am seeing the spikes there, although not much of the spikes. Yeah, no, that, that's what we mean when we say that for whatever reason, everything records very quietly. Mm-hmm. We're not sure why. It's turned up all the way. I'm sorry. Okay. Testing, testing.
I hope you don't have vaginismus because I hear that's very painful. I'm getting looks. Test, test. Well, that's a better spike. Test, test. I can force it. I mean, that's really funny that you have to force it. I'm just here with my natural gay prowess. I'm getting looks again. <laughs> like, you're not wrong. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fairy Tale with Jeez, Ariel. Nick, what the hell? <laughs> yes, I have really. To like this in order to have anywhere near the same spikes. Well, I think you can bring it down a little bit. Anyways, just like get on my level. Oh, don't get on my level. I don't want you on my level. I don't want to be um, on your level. No, thank you. Um, anyways, welcome to Fairy Tale with Ariel. Yes, really. I'm Nick. Good stuff. <laughs>